Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Central Virginia Fishing Report with Ethan Martin at Tail Teller's Fly Shop. How you doing, Ethan? I'm doing great today. How are you doing? Uh, just trying to stay out of trouble, and you know, like I always do, looked at your weather, and it's warm and toasty in Central VA. Oh yeah, we got a couple of 100-degree days headed towards us, so uh, you can probably find me in the shop around the river, <laughs> somewhere that's a little bit more cool. Yeah, well, I wouldn't necessarily say on the river is very cool because I've been on the James. No, not usually, but I feel better about myself, you know? (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's pretty hot. Um, It's uh, and not a lot of shade because the bass are in the shade, but you're not. Yeah, you're correct about that. Unless you get up really early or you stay up somewhat late, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, I guess that's a long-winded way of us saying you probably shouldn't be trout fishing right now. Yeah, pretty much everybody that I know that uh, has been trout fishing has been traveling either out of state or going. Uh, I mean, I know a couple people, I think, that went down to like the corner of West Virginia or something, and they found temps that were good. Um, but in terms of Central Virginia, you know, our trout fishing is pretty much wrapped up just due to temps for a little while. Uh, temps and flow, you know, we haven't had, um, well, usually those two always correlate, but uh, we haven't had the, the best flow, um, and we just haven't been getting crazy amounts of rain. Uh, so what that usually translates to, to everything else is uh, our bigger smallmouth rivers are running about normal summer flows uh, and pretty crystal clear. So uh, it leads to some, I think, fun and exciting smallmouth fishing. Sometimes maybe a little bit more difficult, but it's a, it's a good time of year. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously, you know, I know I'm hearing a ton of cicadas down here in North Carolina. I'm sure you got a ton up in Virginia. So is it predominantly a topwater bite? No, which is kind of nice. So, yeah, we've got the annual cicadas, which are the the olive and kind of white looking cicada. It's not the orange and black 17 year cicada that everybody, you know, raves about. Um, But yeah, like yesterday we fished uh, in we threw topwater stuff for a pretty long time and we caught some fish, uh, but then you can put on a small bait fish pattern and you can do just as good, if not better in terms of numbers. Um, and so that's one of like the defining things for me is, you know, it typically, at least in, from what I've experienced, uh, my bigger fish have come off of the topwater, like cicada bite or even like some sort of wounded bait fish. Um, and then, my numbers, I mean, I think what part of it is, is you're just fighting through like a hundred, you know, what I would call a dink or like a smaller fish, you know, size, let's say like six inch to 12 inch. Um, you know, you, there's just so many of those that are active right now and feeding that to find that one big fish, you've got to get through a hundred of those smaller ones. Uh, and that's just a relative number, you know, <laughs> um, but that's fun too. So I, I think, uh, for me, this is one of the best times to, get an angler out there who's maybe never experienced it or even for newbies, because it's a pretty good confidence booster on a river like the James, you know, that's really big. Uh, well, again, big relative to our area. Um, and you can kind of get lost, right? Like you look at a brook trout stream and it's small and, you know, here's a hole that's three foot deep. So where's the fish at? Probably in that hole. And then you look at the James that's, you know, a hundred yards wide and you're like, okay, well, it's all three foot deep, you know, or it's all, you know, that section is 20 foot deep and this section's ankle deep. So um, it's, it's kind of cool this time of the year because you can say, 
right, you know, go out there, put on a bait fish pattern in the riffles and just chuck it out, let it go downstream. Uh, and even those newbies can go and catch fish. Um, and I mean, heck it's fun for me too. I'm not going to lie. So <laughs> my plans tomorrow is I'm taking one of my daughters out. Uh, it was uh, her birthday. So we're going to take them out and catch some fish and it's not, you know, four degrees outside. So <laughs> you can do that comfortably on a boat and you don't have to worry about uh, kids freezing or anything. Just dragonflies landing on them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I guess too, part of it is, um, you know, when you're fishing that streamer, you've got that active retrieve. So you're really actually covering more water, which is probably why you're catching more fish, right? Yeah. And the other thing I was talking to a couple of buddies about this the other day is I think that in the summer, one of the things you find is the people that float typically catch better fish and, and more of them. And uh, I think two reasons for that is one, they're just covering a lot more water uh, than if you have like a jet boat or if you, you know, you're wade fishing, which is obvious if you're wade fishing. Um, but there are certain times of the year where a lot of those fish pull up into the same holes and then you get like, it's deeper. So once you catch one fish, you haven't necessarily blown the whole hole out. Um, but in the summertime, one of the things you'll find when you're floating is you'll see those bass that just, you know, it could be 30 to 50 foot away. And if you put a cast on him, he's gone. I mean, you're, that's not a fish that you're catching. Uh, and so one of the ways that I found is even in the jet boat is, you know, go up and then just float down just like I'm in my raft um, and fishing that way and kind of fishing as far away as you can uh, from the fish. Because, like I said, it is clear. Um, so if you're on a kayak or something like that, um, that, you know, you're a little bit lower to the water than, you know, me six foot two standing up on the top of my boat. But um, and I'm just making casts, you know, pretty much as far as I can, usually towards the bank uh, or some sort of structure or shade. And then either stripping that back or just letting it dead drift with a, a slight twitch. Um, um, and yeah, one of those two methods is pretty much going to hopefully seal the deal for you for something, you know, if that's bluegill or smallmouth. Um, so that's that's pretty much how you'll find me fishing. And so far, I've I've caught some fish this summer, so <laughs> you can follow suit. Yeah, and I guess the other thing I would say, particularly when the water is low and clear, is to also try to minimize noise in the boat. So try not to bang around, don't bang oars, all sorts of stuff like that, because, you know, you just want to tilt things in your favor as much as possible. Yeah, I think hey, I had that happen just the other day. We saw like a pod of like four fish. They were all like 12 to 15 inches was probably the biggest one. And, uh, we went and, and stopped the boat real quick and we were just trolling down the river. I was actually trying to get through that chunk of water, which was, you know, that's the way it goes. That's, it's always that water that you see the fish in. But anyways, I, I shut the motor off real quick. And then, uh, when I, when it shut off, it was like that variance in sound or whatever, you know, and then the, of course the trolling motor then hit a little rock. So it just made this terrible sound and all those fish, it was like instantly were gone, you know? So it's one of those things. I mean, would we have caught those fish? I don't know. We were pretty close to them, probably like 20 foot. We could see them, you know, pretty uh, easily. So in trade-off, they probably saw us pretty easily. Um, but, yeah, minimize noise. Even your casting, you know, what what I've what I found is a lot of new anglers, they'll go out and they false cast like 30 times to get their cast out. Uh, and that's, I mean, it's inefficient for one, but on these fish, I'm usually trying for like maybe one false cast. And I, I do, 
like water loading sometimes even, which is like, you know, casting and letting it almost land on the water to do my cast. Just so that way the fish hopefully never sees my, maybe even my fly, you know, whizzing over the water. Um, and I've heard, you know, other people say, well, you know, there's no way that that spooks fish, but I think maybe those people are oblivious to the fish that they're spooking or they're just way on another plane than me. <laughs> and uh, we'll just say that they're on another plane than me. That makes yeah. Make feel better. <laughs> well, I mean, the other thing too is you, you know, when you false cast a lot, you're rocking the boat more. And so every time that hull rocks back and forth when you cast, you're putting a little bit of a wake in the water. Yeah. And, and a lot of flies that hold water will even, you know, spray out water onto the fish. And that might be completely unintentional. Uh, but, you know, we get freaked out if you're walking outside and there's no clouds and all of a sudden you feel a raindrop, right? You're like, what the heck who split on like somebody just spit, you know? <laughs> and so it freaks us out. So I can imagine, you know, fish, if they're out there and all of a sudden they get a couple of random drops of, you know, something on the surface, they might not know what it is, but I mean, it, it could be just enough to make that fish shut down, which is, uh, you know, what we're not after. Like you said, we want to put everything in our favor as possible. And I think the thing too, uh, I'll just mention this because, uh, you screw up a lot in fly fishing. <laughs> I feel like a lot of times people assume that, you know, anglers that are out there every day are just perfect. And that's how they're catching those big fish. But in reality, it's like everything just goes right once, you know, <laughs> and, uh, or you're just completely oblivious to the mistakes and the fish was just that hungry. Um, Cause I, I would always see photos of people online. You're like, man, how did that happen? And, uh, you know, that's a huge fish or whatever. And then when I talked to the person that caught the fish, they were like, dude, I was checking my phone, you know? <laughs> and so if you are a new wrangler out there, you know, don't, don't interpret what I'm saying as you have to be perfect in every single circumstance. It's mainly just trying to stack the odds in your favor and, and lucking into those fish. And sometimes, you know, that works out. And sometimes you go and you catch 20 dinks and sometimes you go out and you catch only bluegill, you know, like that. That stuff happens to everybody. So uh, if you are a new angler, don't get you know depressed by that. Just if it has fins on it and it eats your fly, for me, that makes me smile. You know. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, folks, we love questions at the Articulate Fly. You can email them to us. You can DM us on social media. You can even drop them in the comments to our social media posts. If we use your questions, I will send you some Articulate Fly swag, and we we will enter you in a drawing for something cool from the shop at the end of the season. And Ethan, before I let you go, you want to let folks know location shop hours and all that kind of good stuff yeah so if you want to come and view the store we're in downtown lynchburg virginia uh it's uh right on main street we're about two blocks up from the james river which is uh pretty easy to wait this time of year and fish so you can make a day trip out of it come fish in the morning and see us uh, if you can't make it to the store then you can also find our products online at tailtellersva.com uh, and you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and we send out like a weekly email every Thursday. So a couple different ways you can stay in contact with us. Uh, and that's it. Uh, well, there you go. Well, listen, folks, stay cool and catch a few tight lines, everybody tight lines, Ethan tight lines. <laughs>